0: Grammar Girl here. Last week, Dale Seiler on Twitter sent me a screenshot of a Garmin ad that had a strange and unnecessary comma in the middle of the tagline. It reads, quote, Today's record, comma, is tomorrow's motivation. And that comma violates one of the hard and fast comma rules. Never put a comma between a subject and its verb. Commas have a lot of different uses, and that's part of what makes them confusing. Another thing that makes them confusing is that some things are hard and fast rules, like don't put a comma between a subject and its verb. And other things are more like guidelines, as Jack Sparrow says of the Pirate Code in Pirates of the Caribbean. The quote rules about serial commas are an example of such guidelines. The serial comma is the comma before the last and in a series, red, white, and blue. That last comma before the and is called a serial comma, Oxford comma, or Harvard comma. Some people say to always use it, and other people say to only use it when leaving it out would cause confusion. It's a style choice. But the Garmin ad violates a hard and fast rule, not a guideline. My guess is that one of two things is going on. Either the people working on the ad believe you should put a comma anywhere you would pause when you're speaking, or the tagline was originally something like, today's record, tomorrow's motivation, without the is, which would be correct. And then they put in the verb later and everyone forgot to take out the comma. I make most of my mistakes when I've been rewriting a sentence to death and overlook some preposition or punctuation mark left behind from a previous version, so it wouldn't surprise me if that's what happened with the ad. The first possibility, the put a comma everywhere you'd pause idea, is an unfortunately common myth. You do typically pause when you're reading a sentence out loud and you come across a comma, but that doesn't mean that every time you'd pause when you're speaking— Your sentence needs a comma. The Garmin ad is a perfect example. If I were a radio or TV announcer reading their ad, I'd definitely pause for dramatic effect where they have the comma. Today's record is tomorrow's motivation. But that doesn't mean you put a comma in the sentence. People who put commas everywhere they'd pause tend to overuse commas. Or, as a teacher once said to my stepmother, use commas like confetti. Another person on Twitter named John said that he overused commas, and his teacher called him a kamikaze, which I thought was especially cute. I'm not sure where the idea of a pause equaling a comma came from, but don't believe it. Don't be a kamikaze. An interesting side note is that, just like every other part of language, punctuation norms have changed over time, too. When I look at old grammar books from the 1800s, one thing that jumps out at me is how many commas writers used back then. I'll put a link in this article at quickanddirtytips.com to one of these old books on Google Books so you can see for yourself. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar? That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Hey, it's Mignon. Do you need a new literary show to add to your podcast queue? Well, then you definitely want to check out Missing Pages, the chart-topping and Signal Award-winning podcast produced by the Podglomerate. Back for a brand new season, Missing Pages investigates the most pressing topics in the book world today, from the rise of Colleen Hoover and book bans across America to the world of ghostwriting. Not to mention, host and acclaimed literary critic Beth Ann Patrick interviews some of the biggest names in the industry, like New York Times bestselling author Jody Pico and Publisher's Weekly co-editorial director Jim Milliot. And as the Washington Post and The Guardian said, missing pages is a, quote, must listen. And I agree. So don't miss out. Follow Missing Pages today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries. So you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life. Which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube, and tell Matt I said hi. So what if the Garmin ad originally did have the comma and didn't have the verb is? If it said today's record, comma, tomorrow's motivation, why is it right to have the comma there? We'd put a comma between today's record and tomorrow's motivation, because tomorrow's motivation is acting like an appositive. Let's consider a simpler example to start. A positives name or rename the noun they follow. If I write the car, a Lamborghini, sped away, a Lamborghini is an appositive. It names the car, the noun that came right before it. If the ad said today's record, tomorrow's motivation, tomorrow's motivation is an appositive because it's claiming that today's record and tomorrow's motivation are the same thing, just like the car and a Lamborghini are the same thing. Appositives can be restrictive or non-restrictive. When they're doing this kind of direct naming, they're non-restrictive and take a comma. Here's an easy example to help you remember the difference between restrictive and non-restrictive appositives. If I have one sister and I write, my sister Meg is coming to visit, I use commas to set off my sister's name because she's the only one I have. It's non-restrictive. It doesn't change the meaning. It's a direct renaming of my sister. But if I have two sisters, then I would have to leave out the commas and write, My sister Meg is coming to visit. No commas. Meg is still in a positive. It's naming my sister, but it's a restrictive appositive because it's changing the meaning. It's telling you which of my two sisters is coming. Many of the examples you'll find of appositives in grammar books use names like this as examples because it's an easy, clear way of showing the difference between restrictive and non-restrictive appositives. But now you can see how they work more broadly by considering the Garmin ad if it had been written correctly. Today's record, comma, tomorrow's motivation. You'll often find a positive phrases in fiction, too, and now you'll know why these phrases are set off with a comma. Here are a couple of examples from novels I had sitting on my desk. The first one is from In the Shade of the Banyan by Vade Ratner. Finally, when it felt like we'd traveled to the edge of the world, one of the soldiers announced that we'd reached Pre Vang, comma, a province whose name means endless forest. A province whose name means endless forest isn't a positive because it's saying what Vang is. It's a noun phrase that's just telling us in a different way what the noun was that came before the comma. Here's another one from the novel Faded by Alison Noel. But dare, we've been given a chance, comma, an opportunity to help you in a non-clinical, all-natural way, comma, and I feel we have to at least give it a go. An opportunity to help you in a non-clinical, all-natural way isn't a positive in this sentence, and it's set off by commas. It's just telling us what the speaker considers a chance to be. Thanks again to Dale for sending me the screenshot of that Garmin ad. It turned out to be a great lead-in to learn that you shouldn't use a comma to separate a subject from its verb, that pauses don't always mean you need a comma, and to dig deeper into a positives and commas. I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing and seven other books about language. That's all. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart, every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.